but I will be less of a man next month. Get your Bibles out and go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Say, I love the Word. I want to say something to you about church for a moment. I will not compete with Disney. And I will not compete with the beach. I come to church because of Jesus. I will never pay back nor attempt to pay back what he did for me. I realize that today, church, Christians are more like the world. We're supposed to change the world and the world is changing you. And so church doesn't mean much anymore. It's another day. It's not another day. Honor God. If you're here because of me, you already are on the wrong foot. Because some days I'm good, some days I'm bad, and some days I'm just ugly. Sound like a cowboy movie, don't it? Are you all out there? But he's good every day. And he's worthy every day. Teach your children to honor God. Sunday is not birthday day. You're praying for your children to get saved and you're at their darn birthday party on Sunday. You can't get any dumber than that. If you're not going to set a standard, who is going to? Your mother-in-law comes into town on Sunday and she's at Disney. You've been praying for her to come to church, but you're at Disney. That's not smart. You tell your kids birthdays begin at one. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Um, there's a there's a, an attempt to compete with the world. I'm not going to compete with it. If the blood didn't change you, go go to the birthday party. Amen. Because there's going to be a day you're going to need God. And he's going to remember your laziness. And he will ignore you. You say you got scripture for that? Yeah. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Honey, you treat him lightly. He will treat you very lightly also. So if your next prayer request takes 10 years, you might want to look back and go, that was not intelligent of me. Now, now, the world has no regard for God, not a drop. There's a line being drawn in the dirt now. And in 10 years from now, there won't be a lukewarm Christian on the planet. You'll be on fire or you'll be headed to hell. There won't be anybody in the middle. And God is drawing a line in the dirt right now. And he's calling you either out or you go ahead and go back where you came from. Are you all all right with that? Okay. I'm going to preach a sermon called No, Do You Know? And um, the other day I was laying in, in the hotel and Lisa and I were taking a nap before the service that night. Denise Hagen was there preaching up in St. Augustine at the regional retreat. And I woke up and the Lord said, Do you know? And I'm going, uh, I hope so. <laughs> and he began to quote a whole lot of do you knows to me. And I got up and took a pad and pencil and paper and wrote down a whole sheet of do you knows. And I went, are you changing my sermon? I kind of had a sneaky feeling he was. So get your Bible out and go to 2 Timothy 3. Do you know I love you? Boy, that's weak. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate that over there. Do y'all know I love you? I wouldn't run you off on purpose if I didn't. If I didn't care about you, I'd just tickle your ear. Have y'all ever had trouble in life because you disobeyed God? I have. It is not fun. I, 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 
T.L. Osborne said something to me when I was down in Columbia. He said, God has a hundred ways to humble a man. And I thought, Dr. Osborne, I think he got about a thousand ways to humble a man. He has a way of getting your attention one way or the other. Come on, y'all. Don't make him do it. Okay, y'all. I'm fixing to preach a good sermon whether you agree or not. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of pleasures, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, uh, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, have a form of godliness but deny its power to change you from such people. Turn away. Don't even run around with them. Talking about the last days. The last days began October 2019. 2029 is exactly 2,000 years from the day Jesus rose from the dead. That means that somewhere in this, Adam's lease will be up. We were guaranteed, Adam was guaranteed 6,000 years for man. That is gone in less than 10 years from right now. So how long do we have? I'm guessing, my opinion, I'm not writing a book, 2019 ways that Jesus will be back in 2019 and sell it for $20.19. Y'all are lighting up a little bit. Y'all just, just not going to do it. But I do know that we are in the last days. Everything that we did five years ago is different. The world changed. The way you dress, the way you enter stores, the way you fly airplanes, the way you go through the airports changed. Travel changed. Going on vacation changed. Everything changed, and it's not going back. Okay. I want to read this to you, and I stole this from Rick Renner. So I'm going to tell you where I stole the information. And if you don't like it, blame Rick. If you think it's good, blame me. It says, and know this, and the word know is gnosko. It means you emphatically must know what I am about to say. You emphatically must know this. In the last days, you better pay attention to this. What I'm about to write is muy importante. Now, then it goes on to say, perilous times will come. The word perilous was only used one other time in the Bible. And it was used to describe the madman of Gadara. Know this, in the last days... Everybody is going to look, walk, talk, and act like the madman of Gadara. You're going to have some of the craziest things happen and people you, people are going to be slapped demon possessed. Now listen to this is what it says. Chalapos, which means exceeding fierce, hurtful, harmful, dangerous, unpredictable, uncontrollable, high-risk time will come. We're here. Not going back. Can't wait till the masks are done. They're not done. They have more viruses for you. They, they had more where they, they made that one. Oh, boy. So the Lord says to me, do you know? I'm going to quote some scriptures here. It says, you could know if you want to know. And if you don't want to know, you won't know. And you'll go, I don't know. But that's your fault you don't know. So Jesus said in John 8, 31, you shall know the truth. Not know about truth, but you shall know the truth. Knowing truth and knowing about truth is different. Knowing about truth are people come to church on Sunday morning, hear a sermon and go home and never crack their Bible. You know about truth, but you don't know truth. The literal Hebrew word here is the word Adam knew Eve. You understand that in order to have babies, there's an intimacy in the knowing. That is the exact same word that is being used when it says, 
says, and Joseph didn't know Mary. Oh, honey, he knew Mary, but he didn't know Mary intimately enough to have children. And so the word here, you shall know truth, and the truth will set you free, is a you must be intimate with the word of God, or you're not free, not going to be free, and you will never be free. Church is not a time for you to get a star by your name because you walked in. There are deceived people. Luke 11 says, seek and you shall find. Proverbs 2, 1 says, when you seek, you must seek her wisdom as silver. Seek her as gold. In other words, you've got to make truth the highest priority of your life or you will not find it. I'm going to read some stats to you that may blow your mind just a little tiny bit. Number one problem in the world. Jesus said, Matthew 24, 3, take, now this is his first statement about the last days. First thing he said about the last days, take heed, no one deceives you. That means pay attention because they're going to try. The number one problem in the world today is deception. That's, the, that's it. Everything the devil is doing right now is based on a lie. He's a liar. And if you don't know the truth, you are messed up now. You're messed up now. Thank you for coming to church. This is only step one. Now you need to meet the guy named Jesus, and then he has a book for you to read. A lot. Daily. Intently. With vigor. You shall know the truth. You're going to get intimate with truth if you want to know truth. So I I made a list, and I'm going to read my list, and then I'm going to preach them out of order. Because I saw the way God plants trees versus people. Now see, when people plant, if you go down the road and you see pine trees every six feet apart, God did not plant them. But if you see pines and oaks and and walnut and they just look like chaos, God did that. And you might think, well, he's not chaos. Well, It's called art. And so I decided that my sermon would be artsy today. I'll plant an oak tree here and a pine over there, and when we're done, we'll have a nice forest. Amen. So these are the things he said to me. Do you know who you are? Do you know God? Do you know your enemy? Do you know truth? Do you know why you're here, your purpose? Do you know where you're going? Do you know who the false prophets are he's talking about? Do you know what God is requiring out of you? Do you know? You can know. And you better know. All of those things are for you to know. You shall know truth. Seek it above all else. He didn't say anything in there about college education. Didn't say anything about a business degree. He said the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. So we're going to do number three first. Do you know who your enemy is? Do you know you have one? Do you know there is a devil Do you know, it says in 1 Peter 5, 8, your adversary, the devil, roams around seeking whom he may devour. Now listen, this is the first thing you need to know. There are demons in the earth and there is a demon or devils right now planning your defeat. Do you all know that? Pretending like he is not is not the way to fix the problem. 
Do you know who you are? Do you know you've got authority? Do you know he's defeated? Do you know this? But number one, do you know you have an enemy who lies, cheats, and steals, and he is out to steal, kill, and destroy you? If he can, do you know this? Because to know it is to be forewarned. Let's talk about the military for a minute. There's a reason they send you to boot camp. There's a reason they take you to the rifle range and teach you to shoot. There's a reason they teach you to hide behind cover. There's a reason that they do what they do because they're going to send you where everyone wants you dead. The problem with the military is that you can go to the battlefield and come home. But in earth, Christianity, you can't go to the battlefield and then come anywhere and get away from the devil. You're in the battle in Iraq, Iran, Turkey, Israel, and Florida. There is an enemy, and you have one, and it's not me, and it's not your spouse. And contrary to what you may think, it really isn't the Democrats and the Republicans, even though it sure does look like it to me sometimes. But you know, one of the first things you've got to realize is the moment you got born again, you've got a target on your chest and Satan wants you to sit down, shut up and get out of his way. And you need to understand that God is not the one causing all of your trouble. The devil is the one causing your trouble. And if you want to know, if you want a better life, you're going to have to recognize you have an enemy. You got to know this. Now, I came one day, a lady walked in this church, and she made a statement. She said, I've been in church all of my life, and I've never heard a sermon in my whole life on the devil till I came here. I said, that's because he doesn't run this church. He's on the board of the one you came out of. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? That's true, but I don't have time to tell you the story. I want to real bad. 80% of everybody on the planet right now is under Satan. 80% are not even born again and under the sway of the wicked one. He's a fallen, defeated angel, and he has deceived 80% of the people walking the earth. Justin was in the gym the other day talking to a guy about Jesus. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Going to hell and I don't want to hear it. Well, you talking about the devil has got that man's brain wrapped up and tied in a knot? You better believe he does. Whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest the light of the gospel should shine to them. They don't want to know. And you better do some praying if you want to get him out of his grip. Now, if the stats get worse. I'm not making them up. If you don't like them, I didn't create them. 50% of all Christians do not believe in absolute truth. They don't believe the Bible's relevant to their life. Only pieces of it. 50%. Evangelical. Believe in Jesus. Say they're going to heaven. Do not believe that all of the Bible is relevant. It is the Word of God. And every scripture in it is relevant to your life. But what you don't know isn't doing you a bit of good. But that's a sad state of affairs. And I hate to tell you this, it's getting worse. This is the first year that less than 50% of Americans go to church. I said something about earlier in the service, and I know that bothers y'all. And I'm going to tell you why it bothers you. Because your flesh rules you. It's not spiritual to own a business on Sunday. Chick-fil-A has better sense than that. Think about it a while. If God will bless Chick-fil-A, he would bless you too. 
Because they honor God. Yeah. You say, I can have the, you can, but you'll never be rich. Come on. God won't kiss it. Come on, that's true. That's true. I know that bothers people, and I'm, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Just get bothered. Maybe it'll bother you to righteousness or whatever. Just yeah. you shall, I have a new scripture. It's, it's in my Bible because I wrote it. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you mad. I've had things I've heard that just made me mad for a while. I repented and changed, but it did make me mad. There are scriptures in here I don't like. I mean, there are charismatics. We all have our scripture. We don't want to hear that either, you know. That. Did you know that the Antichrist system is here? Do you know that? Do you know right now the New World Order is already here? It's on the airplanes, New World Order. Have you been reading all your life about the Antichrist system? Do you know it's here? Not coming? Do you know the vaccine is a part? Do you know, do y'all know COVID was created on purpose? Do y'all know that? It was created to destroy the economy of America and get rid of the sovereignty of this nation and to be taken over by socialism and communism. Do y'all know that? Are you, where, listen, if you don't know it, get on Newsmax. Get on Epic Time. Find some way for you to figure out what in the world is going on around us right now and come up to speed. There's things you need to know. They're doing everything in their power to destroy this nation while you're singing Kumbaya. Yeah. Do you know that China created the virus? Did you know the virus was started here in the United States and they couldn't get a patent on it to kill you, so they sent it to Wuhan? Do you understand that that guy named Falsy, whatever that Sam Hill his name is, is financed the stinking thing to, in order to create a virus, to, uh, 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 what is that, vaccine to put in your arms so they can charge you money? Do you understand that he believes in, in eliminating the number of people on the earth because he believes there's too many people? Do you understand that we have been run by a man that's not elected, that's running our nation, that's a numbnut idiot? Do you not know this? So the next time I say we're not closing our doors, don't come back to me because I know some stuff. And I know that God is a whole lot bigger than Fauci. And I know that God is a whole lot bigger than the Democrats and the Republicans. And I know that God is almighty God. And if he says, if, I, if he takes care of me, if he's for me, I really don't care what you and everybody else thinks about it. I'm going to go out and preach the gospel. And I'm not going to, and I'm going to turn the, the camera off when you sit at home. I'm going to turn it off. You're going to come. Now, God has a way of creating immune systems. Been working for 6,000 years. Did you know when I was a kid I ate dirt? Did you know that's good for you? Did you know I didn't wear a helmet when I rode a bike? Did you know I swung in trees and didn't die? Did you know I stayed outside at night and played and nobody killed me? Do you know I swam in muddy rivers and didn't die? Do you know that your body was designed to handle all that you can throw at it? And the more dirt you eat and the more people you shake hands with, the better your immune system is. And if you keep washing your hands all the time, your immune system is crawling apart. And the next time a disease comes, you're going to get it and die. Do you know what a vaccine is? It's giving you the disease so your body can build an immunity to it. Not the blood of dead babies. You don't need the blood of dead babies pumped into your veins. Mercury and all the other stuff. There's more people have died from the vaccine than the virus. It's more deadly than the virus. Do you not know this? I just thought I'd help you out a little bit. I'm getting a little passionate and Y'all have to understand, passion's not anger. Passion's just... Ah! Do y'all not know that Biden's a puppet? Do you not know the election was stolen? 
Do you not know that half of the government is deceived and following the new world order? Do you not know that the, that, that the only per people that Satan fears is the church? Hallelujah. Number eight. I know it's number two, but it's my number eight. Plant this tree where I want it to be. Do you know what God is requiring out of you? Oh, I, now listen. <laughs> Don't go quiet on me. I'll turn that clock back there off. Do you know that what he requires? I want to read two passages. I'm only going to read two because I think it's all you can handle. Because I know I have to thrill you in order to. And then hug you before you go home. <laughs> I love my job. Second Corinthians six seventeen. Let's just pop it on the screen. Come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Do you and I understand yet that God, that you have now been born again? and sin has no dominion over you, and you've been redeemed from sin, do you understand that if you get a rattlesnake in your house turned loose, it's not okay to find it someday this week? You might want to stop everything until you find this snake. Do you understand God called you out of sin? Now, I'm going to say something right now, and I'm not trying to hurt any of y'all's past, but I want you to understand your past is your past. The rainbow is a symbol of God not judging the earth, for a flood, it is not a symbol of queer week. Now, I'm going to say something right now and just hair lip everybody in the building. If I gave you the definition of homosexuality, you'd leave this church. It's a penis in a rectum stirring fecal. When did y'all think that was something God gave? The definition is so immoral, I almost didn't say it. Because as a Christian, you can't have... But what in the world do you think gay is? Come on. Pride is right. And I don't think that they ought to be bathing anything in the rainbow unless they're honoring what God did after the flood. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're a homosexual, stop it. Now, today. You're in it because you want to be. You're an adulterer because you want to be. You fantasize because you want to. You're a liar because you want to be a liar. But the day that you want to live for God, come out from all of that and stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You wouldn't be uncomfortable in church if you were living right. Folks, if we're not going to raise a standard, who is going to raise a standard in this nation? If, we, if somebody in my city decides pray, uh, Pride Day, I'm going to talk to the mayor and let him know this is your last term. I'll run for mayor. But I done found out you can be the president and be an idiot. I guess I could be the mayor. I, get, I think that guy's just smoking dope. I just think he's just doing crack all day long. I mean, he, what does he matter? I mean, everybody, like, oh, what do you want me to sign? What do you want me to sign? What do you want me to sign? Yeah. Y'all went quiet on me again. Must be talking about your favorite president. I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican. I'm talking right and wrong. If you haven't figured out right now that, some, that what's going on in this nation is wrong, you are a messed up person. And you need me bad. I'm so tired of people making this racial. This is not racial. 
And if you don't know any better than that, it's your fault. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Let's go down this road. Let's go down this road. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know? Do you not know? Unrighteous are not going to heaven. Listen to me. There's a lot of people sitting in church. They're not going to heaven. Do you not know this? Let's, I want you just, maybe you hadn't read this in your promise box, but I'm going to read it to you. Do you not know the unrighteous are not going to inherit? Do you not be, don't be deceived. Sex with your girlfriend and you're not married, stop. If that's the only way you can get a man, shame on you. Have enough self-respect to tell him, if you want me, put a ring on my finger or I'm not even going to, I don't even want to talk to you. Man, if that man you're dating had not had any more restraint than that, you need to leave that relationship right now. And if this is your past, get it under the blood. We're going to talk about knowing that in a minute. That you can know when you walk out of here you're clean. You can know you're washed. You can know your future is good. You can know your sins are under the blood. But you're going to have to put them under the blood. Do you not know that idolaters, adulterers, and homosexuals, nor sodomites, keep going, nor thieves, that's politicians, nor covetous, nor drunkards or revilers, that's people who scream, holler, and jump up and down in their houses when they're not here, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going. Do you know the reason why most preachers don't preach like this? It would thin the church down enormously. I'm thinking about knocking that back wall out right there and putting that sound booth up in there and knocking that wall out because I have a sneaky feeling there's people in this city that are going to want to know God and they're going to know their only one way to find Him is to go to Word of Life Church. Hallelujah. And, and I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart. If you don't want to know God, go home. Stay home. I don't... I, I, I didn't lose sleep. I've had people that were millionaires left. You, you will not bother me. I ran them all. I ran them all. I ran them all. Take your money and go. One lady looked at me. Calm down. I went, honey, I'm, I'm mild now. I ain't got cranked up yet. Man, I'm a Ferrari, man. Don't ask me to go five miles an hour. I ain't doing five. I ain't doing 10. I ain't doing 20. I'm doing 180. Glory to God. I'm a, I want fifth gear, 7,000 RPMs, and I want to know what this thing will do. I love the, I love the movie uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Y'all just call me carnal. I don't care what you call I love that movie when he smoked that Ferrari and that dude blew his engine trying to keep up with a Shelby Ford. <laughs> Reminding me of me. Never mind, y'all didn't get a bit of that. All the women went, what did he say? When I found out my daughter changed, I said Mustang. I didn't say nothing about it. Second best truck on the planet. I'm going to say something else here. Just listen to me. Do you not know that God is going to spit lukewarm Christians out of his mouth? Do y'all not know that? Do you not know that sickens God? Do you not know that cowards are not going to heaven? Cowards. They're cowardly. Revelation 12, 21, 7. They're cowardly. Do you not know that unless you're full of the Holy Ghost, you will not live a holy life? Do you not know that you've got to stay full of the Spirit? Do you know? What you don't know may be killing you right now. Number two. <laughs> Do you know God? Do you know God? The Bible says they that know God. They that know God. 
I'm going to say something right now. If you came out of a church where they don't cast out devils, they don't know God. If you came out of a church that don't lay hands on the sick, they don't know God. Jesus did not change the gospel for your brand of Christianity. They that know God cast out devils, raise the dead, and heal the sick. They that know God. I was in the Bahamas years ago. I was preaching in the Bahamas and preaching the salvation message. They told me that they, a little boy had drowned that day. and They had gone out in the ocean and brought him back. And he was, um, uh, had a stroke. What a part of his body, his brain wasn't working. And so they brought him to me. He's about this tall, and he walks up to me. He's a little, handsome little black boy about this big. And he said, I wish we would pray for me. I said, I'll pray for you. I said, do you want to know Jesus? Wes, I was drowned today. And they brought me back from the ocean. Will you pray for me? And I laid my hands on him. And I prayed that he'd be born again and healed by the power of God. We left, and a year later, back in the same beach preaching, a handsome little black Bahamian boy about that tall walks up to me and says, Do you remember me? And I went, nope. <laughs> I don't remember people from a year ago. He said, do you remember the boy that drowned? I said, I do remember that boy. He said, I'm that boy. He said, after you laid your hands on me, I begin to recover. And he said, today, I'm totally healed. And I just wanted to come out tonight and introduce myself to you and thank you for praying for me. I was down in Venezuela one time and a man wanted to come to church and he slithered in on his belly. He slithered in on his belly with his tongue. The demon, he had enough sense to know where to go. And he slithered right up to the altar. And I stooped down and I laid my hands on him and I cast the devil out of him. And I set him in a chair. And I got him born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Ten minutes earlier on his way to hell, now he's on his way to heaven. Ten minutes earlier, bound by every devil in hell, now full of God, the Holy Ghost. See, if you don't have a God that is changing lives, you don't know God. You might know about God and you might have some doctrine, but you don't know God. I want to read something to you. Y'all all right? Come on. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to come around the corner here in a minute. I'm going to make that Ferrari look like a Volkswagen. First John 4, 7. Let me just read my text at least. Look at, this, look at this scripture. Beloved, let's love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and, and knows God. If you're, if, you're not, if you're not a loving person, you might want to question your salvation, or you might want to question your fellowship. He who does not love doesn't know God. Folks, I love living in a nation where people love God. I love going to church where people love God. But not everybody around us loves God. That's why I carry. Not everybody I meet is a Christian. And they don't all want the devils to leave them when I pray. First John 4, nah, he does not love, does not know God. For God is love. Let's look at another one here. Philippians 3.8. Just read it. This is the Apostle Paul. Do you all think he knew God? Indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord from whom I've suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish. The word rubbish is the Greek word fecal. 
I consider it dung. Everything outside of Jesus is just toilet stuff. That's a, they put rubbish because they wanted to make sure they didn't offend your Christianity. That I may gain Christ. Look at verse 9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Here's a man that wrote over half the New Testament and said this. There is one thing I want to know while I'm on this earth. I want to know the man that walked on water. I want to know the man that fed 5,000 people with a lunch. I want to know the man that healed the blind man. I want to know the man that cast out the devils from the mad man of Gadara. I want to know the man that went to the cross in my place and went into the region of the damned and beat Satan's brains out of his head, stripped him of authority, rose from the dead, and conquered death, hell, and the grave. If you want to know what I want to know, I want to know that. That's what I want to know. He wrote most of the New Testament and he said, I want to know God. Is there anybody in here that would like to know God a whole lot better than you know God? That is the most important thing you'll ever know. All the rest is good. Nothing trumps knowing Jesus. Greatest day of my life. November 16, 1975. And I met him. Why do you think John the Baptist is the greatest Old Testament prophet? When Elijah called down fire from heaven. Why do you think that John the Baptist is the greatest when Moses wrote the law Why did, and, and split the Red Sea? How did John the Baptist become the greatest Old Testament prophet? Because he got to meet Jesus. You see, what makes you great is the day you met Jesus. You say, do you know Jesus? And you say, you are somebody. Everybody up in heaven can't wait to see you. Hallelujah. Because Moses didn't get born again. David didn't get born again. Elijah didn't get born again. You did. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ooh, I'm preaching better than y'all. Amen. Amen. Do you know God? I've got another one. Do you know why you're here? Do you know why you were born? I do. James 4. I'm not done yet. I mean, I'm, I, that, that clock don't mean nothing to me. Anyway, y'all are listening slow. I'm going to read a scripture to you, and I'm just going to read it to you. I want you to read it. Come down, you who say... I think today or tomorrow I'm going to move over to such and such a city. I'm going to spend a year there. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to make a little profit. Let me tell you a little secret. You don't know what you're going to do next week. You're liable to be in a, in a, in a hospital believing God for your life. You might be dead in five days from today. Are y'all out there? You go. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a little something you don't know. You don't know. You make all the plans you want, but you don't know. You better give it to God and go. You know, and I'm following you. I'm gonna read the rest of this. I'm gonna read the rest of this, and I know this is not real popular, so I'm not gonna read a lot of it because I already know I gotta love on you and hug on you before we leave. I gotta love you back. I gotta love you back in the fellowship with myself. Look at the next one. Whereas you don't know, you hadn't got a clue where you're going and what you're going to do. I'm going to get my 501c3 and start a ministry. You might, you might not. I'm going to start a business. You might, you might not. I'm going to marry a cute young thing and have two kids. You might have five. You don't know. I never knew where a paca was. Apaka. How did I end up in Apaka? Every time I go out to Raymond, they say, where's your church? I say, Apaka, and they go, Apaka. 
I'm saying the eyes closed. A pucker. How'd you pick a pucker? I didn't. I never knew where it was either. <laughs> I was in the evangelist class. I had my Kenneth Copeland Bible, my Kenneth Copeland suit, my Kenneth Copeland airplane. And I told Lisa, I'm Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> then I became John Hagee. It was just the greatest transformation you ever saw in your life. I rode in on a white horse and turned it into a mule and started plowing the garden with a dude. Got rid of my airplane license and got me a truck that I fly low in. But other than that, everything's the same. And every Sunday I wake up and go, whoo, glory to God. I'm believing God. I just believe in God. Don't get mad at me. What is your life? It ain't any longer than how long it takes a match to burn. You better trust God. You better know God. And I know I, this morning, you know, you, all the young people sitting back there going, we want to get married and have babies. You better start. Line them up. Some of y'all need to get on, go to God and go, we're running out of time here, Jesus. Amen. You want to get married quick, move to Tennessee. Everybody up there gets married quick. 18, they're married and have a new pickup truck. By 19, they have a kid, 20, they have a kid, 21, they got three kids, 22, they got four kids, 20. I told one guy, I said, you planning on taking over the whole mountain? He goes, no, the whole world. The Bible said replenish the earth. I said, not by yourself, not by yourself. <laughs> Number six, do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going? Do you know? Don't hope. You're not going to heaven because you go to church. The Pope is not a Christian. The Pope is not a Christian. The Pope said that all religions lead to God. And the Pope's a liar. I personally believe he's the false prophet in the book of, of, of Revelation. I do. Honest to God, believe that he is. He said the Muslims, we serve the same God as the Muslims, and, 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 all, and, and we're a brotherhood. We're not a brotherhood. I want you to look at John 14, 6. Put it on the screen. Let's go. Do you know where you're going? And Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. And nobody is coming to heaven without me. You either know Jesus or you're not going. Now you say, why am I preaching this in this charismatic church? Because you bring your relatives here. And I don't know where they came from. I was in the Bahamas one time, and I, there was a lady, and she was making peas and rice. Now, anybody in here know, oh, coconut peas and rice. Y'all know what coconut peas and rice are? Man, coconut peas and rice is good. And I walked up to her, and I said, how are you doing, ma'am? She says, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I said, what's got? She says, man, I got some coconuts and peas and rice, man. I said, could I come over? She said, could you come to my house and have all the rice and peas you want? Sweet old lady, real old woman. I said, we're doing a crusade tonight. She said, I've gone to church all of my life, man. I've never missed a service. I said, are you born again? She goes, what's that? I opened up my Bible to Romans 10, 9, and 10, and John 14, 6, and I said, have you ever asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life? And she goes, not that I can remember. I said, would you like to? She said, yes, man. That night right there, she got born again. 
between the peas and the coconut. And that night I was down preaching by the fig tree and there was a whole line of old folks. And after Joe gave the altar call, I walked up to them and I asked all of them the same question. And that night, every old person almost dead and in hell got saved. And they were in church. Never born again. Never saved. Do you know him? If you're in sin and you're miserable, you are saved. I just thought I'd help you. <laughs> I have a friend, and I don't know whether um, Richard watches these or anymore or not. Gray Bennett asked me one time, and he said, do you remember me praying the sinner's prayer with you? I said, yes. He said, am I still saved? I said, are you miserable? He said, yes. I said, thank God, yes, you are. And got him back in fellowship with God at 50, at 40 years of age, and he lived for God for 10 more years. And at 51, standing in the woods, fell dead. You don't know when you're leaving. Smith Wigglesworth's wife died at 50, what? 56. Amen. Romans 14, real quick. Do you know that you will stand at the judgment seat of Christ? Do you know that? I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm scaring that to inform you. God will open up books on you, and you'll give an account of what you did with your money, how you raised your kids, how you treated your spouse, how you treated one another, and you'll give an account of your whole life. Every lie, every immoral deed, every gift, every good deed is there. And he will have a personal conversation with you. Do you know this? Sometimes it helps me to think about it when I don't want to do right. I go, I think I'll do right. <laughs> Sometimes I want my flesh to have its way a little until I realize the angel is writing it down. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to do it. Now for the hugs. <laughs> Number one, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. And all of this is of God who has reconciled us to himself and given to you the ministry of reconciliation. Do you know that you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ? Do you know that in him you live and move and have your being? Do you know that you have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of the son of his love? Do you know that you are loved right now with an everlasting love? Do you know you are the apple of his eye? Do you know that you are the reason for the universe, the earth, the creation, the, the, the Calvary and the resurrection? Do you know that you've been delivered, washed in the blood and redeemed from the curse of the law, sanctified, set apart, son of God and made in the image of God and a king who's to rule over all of the earth with Jesus forever? Do you know that you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, that you are an overcoming saint? Do you know that you're a tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy-rolling, uh, son of almighty God? And do you know that Satan knows who you are? Do you even know who you are? Jesus knew who he was. It got him kicked out of his own church. You run around and start telling people who you are and they're going to look at you just a little strange. You start looking at people and go, I'm the righteousness of God. Get you kicked out of churches. But until you believe it, none do any good until you start believing, I'm righteous. You might want to tell the devil, I'm righteous. 
When the accusations come, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know what Jesus did for you. You've got to know that you are complete in Him. You've got to know He finished the work He started on the inside of you. You've got to know that you're going to work your salvation from the inside out to the outside. You've got to know the love of God is shed abroad in your heart when you're having a bad day. You've got to know. You've got to know. You've got authority over all the work of the enemy. You've got to know that you have a name above every name. And you've got to know that Jesus is the king of kings. And you're the king that he's the king of. You've got to know you rule and reign on this earth. You've got to know no weapon formed against me will prosper. You've got to know nothing's going to happen to me today that God and I cannot fix this. You've got to know this. What's the biggest problem in the earth today? Deception. I'm going to say something to you all out of love. You might want to read the book a little more. (laughs) Because there's only one source of truth, and it's not CNN, ABC, or NBC. And half the time, Fox, it is not. You're getting truth anywhere other than right here. You don't know it. And you'll never live free. But you can be free because he whom the sun sets free is free. Did you know you've been accepted in the beloved? Do you know that there's only one of you in the whole earth and that the God of the earth has placed angels around you to protect you and keep you in all of your ways? Do you know that he paid a high price for you because he thought you were worth it? Do you know this? Don't you get your worth from no basketball. Don't you get your worth from your job and your education. You get your worth from the blood of Jesus. When God spread the blood on that door, He never said who's inside. Man, when I dove in that door and He put blood over it, He didn't say, I had a Daryl in there. No, I said, yes, sir, it's me. But I'm under the blood and God goes, stay in the room, boy, stay in the room. Do you know 1 John 1, 9. Do you know that if you don't know him, you leave today and know him? Do you know that if you came in here and you're not saved, you can leave today a brand new creation, a brand new person, never existed before, and everything you ever did in the past can be gone? Do you know if you came in here and all half of my sermon upset you, made you mad, bothered you a little bit, did you know you can get 1 John 1, 9, apply the blood to that, and God will put mercy on you and have mercy on you and bless you coming in and bless you going out and have no idea what you did before you came to church. Do you know that the blood has never lost its power? Did you know? (laughs) Did you know the devil can't cross the bloodline? Say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Hey, devil. I plead the blood. Did you know that if you spent the last 10 years screwing your life up, God can fix it in 30 seconds? <laughs> I just kind of want to know if there's some things you needed to know today. Did you know it's raining? Say, God loves me. Glory. Man, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but listen to me. Very important in this time. You could slip by in the 50s. Your bell-bottom blue jeans and your 55 Chevrolet. Because everybody was good. Well, not everybody. 
when more people were good than bad, people treated each others with respect when they met each other on the road. Not now. We live in a new world. What you know and what you don't know may cost you. I'm going to throw a challenge out. I know you're not going to remember everything that I said. I'll sell you my notes for one th two thousand. $21. No. I'm teasing. You ready to pray? Yep. Heavenly Father. Three people. Heavenly Father. Thank you. I know you. And you know me. I'm your son. Thank you for the blood that washes away the sin. There's a lot of things I need to know. And I'm going to start knowing some stuff because I will not be deceived. I will not be in that crowd. In my last days or my best days, I will know you. I will know why I'm here. I will know who I am. I will know who my enemy is. And I will live it. I give you glory that you gave me the Holy Ghost. So I can know. Fill me up. Holy Ghost, teach me the Word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I don't know if there's any way to make it stronger. In the world, it will get worse. It's going to get worse. But not in my world. Not in mine. And I made up my mind. I wake up in the morning and I, I come out of bed worshiping God. Praying in tongues. Binding the devil. And I'll be like this until Jesus returns. Because I know my life is not that long. Lisa's going to have some of y'all come up if you want prayer. And God bless all of you. Have a wonderful day. I got to go eat breakfast. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, Pastor just turned, uh, you know, threw that term out of there, I plead the blood. Threw that term out, I plead the blood. And I know I heard someone say in their head, in their minds, what in the world does that mean? Well, this is what it means. If you're going into a courtroom and you're standing before the judge, he's going to say, how do you plead? If you're guilty and you say, I plead guilty, that means you're going for the full term. No mercy. You're going for the full sentence. But if you plead innocent, you're a liar because you're not innocent. So when you go in the courtroom of God and God is the judge and Jesus is your lawyer and God looks at you and says, how do you plead? You don't want to plead guilty because you don't want to go to hell full term. You're never getting out. And you can't plead innocent because you ain't innocent. So what do you plead? I plead blood. Why? Because of Jesus' blood. You're not pleading. You're not, telling them, you're not telling them I'm guilty, which you are, and you're not telling them you're innocent. You're pleading blood. Jesus' blood. And so this morning, if you never have remembered a time where you said, Jesus, you're the way, according to John 14, 6. You're the way, the truth, and the life. End of subject, period. You are the way. And if you don't ever remember saying, Jesus, you are the way. Come in my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Not Buddha, not Herod Christian, not Muhammad. Jesus, you're the way. If you don't ever remember saying, Jesus, you're the way. Be, be Lord of my life. Come up here today. They will pray for you. You will be born again. The life of God will come inside of you. Amen. So if the altar workers can come up. If you have prayer for any other need, Please come up and let them pray for you. You're not going anywhere right now because it's raining.
and it's pouring. So if you have a need and you want them to get an agreement with you, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. If any two shall agree, well, there's two people there and there's two people there. If any two shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done. God said, Jesus said, by my Father which is in heaven. Come up, spend time praying. And uh, for the rest of you that are getting ready to leave, uh, bless Rosa. She's going to Honduras next month. Just drop some money in the can or the jar if you don't want the Mexican food. Just drop some money and go, God bless you. She's going to be blessing the people in the mountains of Honduras. It's not an easy trip. And it's closed, but it's open enough for her to get there. Last time she was there, she stayed there a lot longer than she wanted to. But she is committed to those people in those mountain churches. So God bless you. Go buy a taco or put some money in the jar. And if you want to be prayed for, come on up here. Do not leave here if you have never accepted Jesus as Lord. You may never have another chance. And then it will be too late. God bless you. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.